Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. And welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We're your humble, happy host, broadcasting live, as always, from lovely Austin, Texas. Julie, my dear, welcome to today's radio show. Yes, thank you, and I think it's going to be a, a great show. This is actually a popularly requested show, so we've been waiting for a little while to do this, and I think it may end up being a two-parter, but that's okay. Looking forward to it. So what we're focusing on uh, today doesn't sound like probably tomorrow's radio show, guys, is we're focusing on the top seven successful traits of brokers, uh, office managers, and team leaders. And so what we're going to do is we're going to do it uh, – we're going to deliver you guys – what we see as at least seven, probably maybe more. You guys know how we are when we get to thinking about it. But we've wrote we've written down seven uh, specific, very understandable, very practical, tactical things that every top manager, office uh, leader, broker, team leader, rainmaker. You guys call yourselves a billion different things. But anybody who leads people, especially in a sales environment, they always have these seven characteristics. These are the minimum seven characteristics that you, you, you have to have. Now, a lot of these, uh, a lot of what we're sharing with you is what, frankly, we've learned from coaching some of the most successful team leaders, brokers, office managers, and rainmakers over the past 20 years. So th- we're, what we're sharing with you are the things that we see that they all have in common. And so as a broker, let's say, for example, you have a team leader or you have an office manager, and, and let's say that person isn't quite doing what you are hoping that they would do for the business, well, these, this will give you a list of thing, some things that you can start holding them accountable so that they can approve and meet your or exceed your expectations. But the flip side of it is true as well. If you're out there as a you know, real estate agent and you're looking to basically form a team and you know, the whole team thing, oh, it sounds so romantic, it sounds so, you know, it sounds so lovely, it sounds what I want to do, but then we're going to share with you the characteristics that you have to have if you actually expect to do this successfully long term. And you might say, heck no, I'm not doing that. That is way too much work. That's way too much intensity. I'd much rather basically just have a small two or three man shop, well, you know, or a woman, obviously, and then focused on basically just being a listing agent. So this information is applicable to virtually anyone at any point in their real estate careers. So take great notes. And as always, guys, we're going to give you a lot of specific detail. And uh, don't be afraid to accept being, as we always kind of caution all of you, uh, being a little offended because Julie and I do our best to give you guys, in the limited amount of time we have with you every day, uh, the most distilled honest to God, easily understandable, usable, practical, tactical advice so that you don't make the mistake of so many other people. There's an old Chinese proverb, smart man learns from his mistakes, a brilliant man learns from the mistakes of others. Be the second, and then this is your opportunity to be the second. So when you hear something that confronts you, that you don't like, that's not in alignment with you, that's maybe, oh, this isn't what I've learned or what I believe or what our office culture is or all these other types of things, Write that down, because <laughs> 99% of the time, that very thing that uh, essentially you're resisting is where your growth needs to be. In other words, what you're resisting will persist. So if you were to address that specific thing, oh, Tim just said something that really offends me, write it down, and then just let it ruminate in your brain a little bit. Why does it offend you? 
what would it, you know why why do you feel the way you feel what happens if you were to let that go and maybe take a slightly different approach to how you think about whatever it was you know don't let the emotions don't let your feelings get you off course from actually learning and improving and getting better um, you know guys this is a wonderful opportunity right now this time of year what's going on right now you really are in the right place at the right time if you choose to be, or you basically can, you know, oh my gosh, I'm stressed, I'm overwhelmed, there's so much going on, there's all this other, you know, the market's changing, interest rates are supposedly going to go up, the, you know, all these what's going on in the world type stuff. Guys, look, there will never, probably in our entire lifetimes, we've been saying this for now, what, three years on the radio, or two and a half years on the radio, there will never be a better time to be in the real estate business because of all the uncertainty that's out there. Because when there's uncertainty, what happens is the agents with the skill set Clean up the agents that don't have the skill set, the agents that aren't taking the time to learn how to, you know, frankly, pre-qualify, lead generate, go on presentations, do all the really core necessary sales things. When they don't master those things, the agents that do absolutely will kick their butts 100% of the time. And that's what we're seeing happen with so many of our great coaching clients. If you're in a situation right now where you're kind of at an emotional pivot with regards to the real estate business, it's not what you thought. It's harder than you thought. Maybe this year kind of kicked your butt. I mean, there's all kinds of things that happen this time of year emotionally, right? What I ask you to do, and I, and I mean this with all sincerity, is A, accept the fact that how you're feeling is probably normal. There's nothing unusual or wrong with you. A lot of other people feeling the same thing. Now, set aside what may be uh, starting to spin up as negative emotions and start focusing on what actions you can take. Start with thinking about where do I want to be? And don't worry about five years. Who knows? What, I five-year plans seem obscene to me. Think about where you want to be in 90 days. So 90 days, what maybe three to five things do you want to have accomplished? Do you want to be experiencing? And then, yeah, let's talk about how to make those things happen. By the way, guys, we made it really easy for you. Um, <laughs> a lot of you guys have been asking, hey, Tim and Julie, what happened to the free coaching call? Okay, we're offering it again. So here's all you have to do. And we cannot offer just an unlimited number of these. So just remember that. Um, Go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. It's first come, first serve. I checked, I checked this morning when I got up to see how many spots we have. This week, I think we have like 25 spots. Next week, I think we have like 18. Grab those spots. Have a free coaching call. Just by re requesting the free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com, you're going to also get – what I think is probably the most important book for all you guys to have. Well, there's two of them, right? There's Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate and the Real Estate Treasure Map. When you have that free coaching call, um, what, the enrollment coach is going to walk you through the very preliminary stages of setting up your business plan, getting you to think about those 90-day goals, getting you to think about basically what you did really well this year, what new areas you need to improve on, moving you towards having that consistent income that, I mean, frankly, all of you guys deserve. So start with freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Now, Julie, I know you have an email or something you'd like to share before we get to our first I point. I do. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yes, I have a great quick shout-out to one of our premier coaching clients. Her name is Kathy Welsh. And Kathy is one of my favorite clients because she's a fellow Buckeye. She actually works in north-central Ohio area, uh, specifically Jefferson, Ohio, and kind of the Illyria, Oberlin Wellington, Jefferson area. So if you guys have any referrals going that direction, think of Kathy. And she writes this quick email. I love this because sometimes people write in and say, why do I have to listen to the shout outs? This is a perfect example of something that every single listener can apply. Kathy wrote to us, on Sunday evening, I made a list of 30 people to call, leads, new and old. 
I spent three hours from 9 to 12 and then again from 6 to 8. People were much easier to reach between 6.30 and 8 p.m. I started this morning with no appointments for this week. I now have six appointments, 22 houses to show, two open houses scheduled. She says, the day is done. I'm going to go watch a movie. <laughs> so, Hoorah! Nice job, Kathy. Seriously, this is what we're talking about with relentless lead follow-up with intent to set appointment. So now, you know, she really turned it around, starting out, imagine waking up with no appointments, but going to bed with 22 showings set up, six specific appointments, two open houses scheduled. I mean, there's no way she's not going to make more money this week. So nice job. And did that take her the entire day? No. She went from 9 to noon, and then again for an hour, maybe two in the evening. And that's what she netted. So that's why I wanted to share that one. Here's a mindset shift for you guys, and this is kind of, again, this is a big mindset shift for so many of us. You're not really working. We talked a lot last week or a little bit last week about the guilt feeling. I hear you guys telling me that a lot of you feel. You don't necessarily use the word guilt, but that's the vibe that you put out. Julie and I get lots of emails, lots of, you know, so I'm seeing a lot of you guys feel guilty. And the feeling of guilt is because you're knowing you're not living up to your capacity. You know you're leaving some on the field if you want to use a sports analogy. You know you're not doing what you can be doing every single day. And you hear us barking at you and you say, yeah, I know I can be doing more. You know, maybe you're a coaching client and you're realizing, okay, now I know I, I can do more, but now I have a path to follow so I can actually get more done. But you still have that ever-present feeling of guilt. I'm going to tell you right now where that comes from is it comes from you not having enough face-to-face appointments with buyers or sellers, primarily sellers. That's where it comes from. So the mindset shift that you guys should have that will make that guilt go away, by the way, is you're not working unless you're in front of somebody that can actually sign a contract. You're not truly working, not truly doing your job. Everything else, is, including lead generation, is all getting ready to do your job. Your job, your time is spent, or rather you should only mentally, emotionally consider yourself at the job when you have appointments. That's the goal is the, the appointment. The goal is obviously then closing the appointment, but the appointment is the goal. It's not to generate a lead. It's not to be, you know, build a huge, massive lead follow-up system. You guys are, so many of you are lopsided, and you're being trained and told these stupid things about where your effort and your, your time and energy should be spent. Look at, the, look at Kathy in Ohio. What did she do? She spent, she spent not a lot of time, and she set all these appointments. Not all of them will show. Not all of them will buy. Not all of them will list. It doesn't matter. She's created an influx of opportunity for herself, and inevitably she's going to have more than she would have had if she'd done nothing. So, guys, the more appointments you have, and as you're learning how to present, as you're learning your sales skills, the more appointments you have, practice on the clients. They don't know. You're going to make more money. I promise you. Stop getting ready to get started. Stop thinking that it's okay to basically putz around working on your CRM forever and get out there and get in front of folks. The people that want to buy or sell real estate do not make themselves a secret. They will always raise their hands. You just have to be there to grab the hand when it's up in the air. So, Julie, let's just jump right in. I really like this topic. It's fun, Mm -hmm. and it's really to the the heart of what makes so many brokerages struggle as they don't recognize these seven absolutely required qualities of a top leader. And also, it's really at the heart of why so many team uh, leaders or so many small real estate teams or even medium or large ones, why they struggle, because they don't fully embrace these seven points. So, Julie, let's just jump right in. That's it. Okay. Uh, Again, seven qualities of brokers, managers, and team leaders. Three quick ways for you to really embrace this. Are you a broker, manager, or team leader? Do you have these qualities? If not, prioritize and ask for help so we can get you there. And if you do, make sure that you maintain those qualities. 
Secondly, does your broker, manager, or team leader have these qualities? And if not, you might need to make some changes. And number three, if you are your own broker running your own show, adopt and adapt these qualities to be a great leader for yourself, since in your case, you are your own leader. So that makes it apply to every listener, whether they're actually a team leader or not, Take these points seriously and apply them based on your situation. So number one, a great broker, manager, or team leader stays on the front lines. This is so important. They stay frosty, as you would say, Tim. They're not complacent. They know that inaction is an action, right? So they stay frosty. They're on the front lines. Well, what does that mean? They stay selling, for example. Maybe not at the level they did at the peak of their career, but they haven't checked out. They stay in front of their salespeople at all times. They don't hide out. They have open office hours, and we have a note here. You can use schedulonce.com to make that easier for you. They create an office environment which fosters education and growth of skills through masterminds, reading lists, having them listen to TED Talks, exposure to other successful people and companies, even if that exposure is sometimes outside of the real estate practice. Can you see how that's a broker who's super present and available and supportive, but they're also on the front line of sales. They know what's going on in the marketplace, and they're available to their agents. Does that make sense, Tim? I mean, this is kind of like you know, such an important point that they are right there with their agents. I, you know, I had a free coaching call myself with somebody not too long ago. She said she joined a virtual office. She didn't even know the location of the office or the name of her broker. Well, that's not what we're talking well, about. But, we're really, talking, uh, but the hard, the, 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 the potential conflict is not in all situations as the broker, office manager, team leader, you know, think that they should have to sell. You guys think that basically that's going true. into your desk and being the boss is going to be some sort of a, you know, graduation to the next level and you're no longer selling. That is the philosophy. And in some cases, guys, that's where you make your biggest mistake. If you're going to no longer sell and you're going to take yourself off the front lines you're never going to attract the same level of folks because they're going to smell it on you. And we're going to get to that point in a second. But if you do or you are in a situation where it's just not appropriate for you to do that, the office you know, culture or whatever makes it so that the, you know, the boss can't be out there selling, which I would never, ever, ever, ever condone. But if that is the situation you find yourself in, um, then you need to become the absolute – you need to become so crazy about your agents. You need to make it so that they know you live and breathe by them. You're, as Julie said, you're constantly looking to improve yourself. You're reading books. You're sharing. What, um, you know, you're learning how to hold masterminds. You're doing things in the office to make the agents better. They need to know that you are frosty. That's a, a marine saying, by the way. So you guys need to stay frosty, or you know, frankly. Your office is going to suck. The agents are going to smell it on you. They're going to know basically that you know you go to your office every day, you close your door, and you just sort of disappear. You can't act like that. Team leaders, you guys are the same way. You put these people in place to run your you know buyers and work with your sellers and all the rest of it, and the next thing you know, you're flying around going to real estate events, and you think you're working. You're not working. Your greatest return on investment is always going to be working with your agents to make them better, to work on their skill set. Guys, remember – you know, you cannot – it's a huge myth. It's a, it's a really painful, costly, ugly myth that you can somehow have a business and put it on autopilot and expect other people to manage it for you. You can have a business that does that, but it will be called an unprofitable failing business. Is that what you want? Trust but verify. Write that down. Ronald Reagan quote, trust but verify. Have great people to delegate to, but you always have to verify that things are done. And when they aren't done to the exacting standards that you expect, or if you don't have exacting standards, get them – 
but when you find that things are getting by, even the smallest little details, you need to fix it. You need to pull up, you know, nicely learn how to hold somebody accountable in such a way that, you know, you're not being a huge, crazy tyrant, but at the same time, you're making the point that you have high standards and you expect everyone on your team and your business to have high standards as well. Same goes with your brokerage. If you have a situation where the team is not working well or the office isn't working well, 100% of the time, it's because of the person who's leading it. If your office isn't attracting agents, if you're losing agents, those agents that are leaving, those agents are, what that is really, it's like, you know, those are sellers firing you. I mean, that is what it is. When you have, and, and those of you with teams, if you guys have uh, team members that are quitting, that's really kind of a vote against you. That's them, that's them rejecting you. You did not do a good job leading them. You did not do a good job of being a business manager. So, and it all usually starts because the, the boss, the manager, the team leader, whatever label you guys want to give it, is hiding out. They're not on the front lines. They think that they don't have to be anymore. Their egos tell them that there's a more lofty position, a more noble position leading from the back. Never works, never has worked, and never will work. What's the next point, Julie? That's exactly it. And related to that, point number two, a great broker, manager, or team leader knows that the salespeople will never follow you or trust you if you never sold real estate, if you never sold a lot of real estate, if you aren't still in the game and on the front lines. And you wrote, I love this quote, game knows game. A good salesperson can smell another salesperson from a mile away. You guys know that from going on listing appointments, trying to sell to another salesperson. Some of those are very challenging appointments because they know what you're doing. They know you're using scripts, right? Well, agents also can sniff out brokers and managers and team leaders if they really haven't sold that much real estate or they've only certain, sold a certain type of micro aspect of real estate. They can sniff you out on that. So keep that in mind. Maybe you hire somebody to fill in that position. You know. So point number three. A great broker, well, but, manager, team. But, but, yeah. Julie, but Julie, that you know that again, we're kind of taking the same theme to every one of these points. The same theme to every one of these points is you really have to stay on the front lines, and hopefully you guys are getting that. Now, how would you know as a owner? Let's say, for example, you're a you know, you put an office in place, and like I'll give you guys an example because I know they listen. So he's about to turn mm -hmm. red when I use his name, but Brandon Jackson. <laughs> okay, Brandon Jackson mm -hmm. is an example of someone that has virtually all of these qualities. He's someone who sells real estate. He's someone who leads from the front. And he's someone who basically the agents are attracted to his office in North Carolina because of the fact that, you know, he's, he's got game and they want to be around him. True. They, you know, they want to, they admire him. They admire his sales skills. They admire the fact that he's a powerful listing agent. And when they talk to him, they can smell it on him. He's got that same fiery edginess that they want to have. And so that sort of energy attracts each other. Versus if he, other brokers and office managers that we've coached over the years, they sold ages ago. Um, I mean, I've been in situations where basically we've had people that have never sold real estate before. If you have never sold real estate before, and if you guys, this is, I, I mean, I don't think I've ever said anything as true as this. If you've never sold real estate before, you're never going to be someone who really good salespeople are going to trust. You just won't because they're going to know you don't really have the game. You might try to act like you have it. You might BS them that you have it. But really, at the end of the day, a great salesperson wants to be – it's like if you are essentially a Navy SEAL. Okay, you're a Navy SEAL. You get assigned to a new you know, battalion, new team. Okay, So you're now assigned to Navy SEAL Team 43. 
But then you find out your team, this course never happens when you're a Navy SEAL, but then you find out the guy that basically is leading the SEALs, leading your team, they don't, I mean, they've read some stuff in some books, and they've sat in some conference rooms, and maybe they give motivational speeches, but they've never actually been to war. They've actually never been forward deployed. I'm using a lot of military analogies today, aren't I? I just realized that. But you know what, guys? It's a really good point. You're not going to trust that person, are you? You're going to be second-guessing them constantly. And see, that's what happens. So if you're forming a, if you're forming an office, or if you're an existing office, a broker, or an office manager, and you're thinking about calling in, just make this on a very macro level, calling in someone to speak at your office, find out if they've ever sold real estate before, and if they haven't. Your agents will disrespect you for having them in the office because they're thinking exactly what I just said to you. So head that off at the pass, guys. Do something about that. Next point, Julie. That's exactly it. So number three, a great broker, manager, or team leader communicates constantly and clearly and is in obvious support of their agents. They do things like daily meetings, team huddles, mini motivation check-ins. They may even have a private Facebook group to share ideas, wins, challenges, solutions. They use Google Chat on every device to provide accountability and availability. I wrote down a quote from John Maxwell, a leader is one who knows the way, goes the way, and shows the way. So, they're not, again, this idea of not hiding out, you shouldn't have to wait to find your broker or team leader. They're actually finding you through daily meetings and team huddles. And, you know, the, the private Facebook group is a great idea, if, if some of you guys want to start that, to share some of those wins and scripts and challenges and solutions and accountability and, you know, having some sales challenges there to support each other. Maybe even use Google Chat and actually be there on your chat to say, here's what I plan to do today. Here was my victory from yesterday. Here's what I'm challenged with. And to be supportive of each other. So again, a leader is one who knows the way. That doesn't go far enough. Goes the way by setting the example and shows the way. That's the John Maxwell quote. Make sense, Tim? So the team leader, yep. So the Google chat thing, guys, is something we actually do in our own business. So everyone that works with us, contractors, everybody, they all have Google chat, uh, chat on their phones and on their desktops and on their notebooks. And every time there's a win, they all share it. It doesn't matter if it's customer service talking about having solved a difficult problem or if it's you know, someone in, in new, uh, the new enrollment team or whatever. We're all basically in the same, you know, we're in the same boat together and we all support each other throughout the day. Or if there's something that happens, if somebody screws something up, then that's a quick and easy way for us to address that as well. But the nice thing about Google Chat and the reason we use it is because it's constant. In other words, either depending on how many people you have working for you and depending on whether or not they're actually using it, you're going to find that it, you know, when you hear that little chat window and someone's saying, wahoo, I just you know, solved this particular problem or you know, had this particular sale, it motivates and encourages other people. So no one's ever feeling isolated, and it keeps that constant communication loop going something I would strongly encourage you to do. If you're a broker, if you're an office manager, if you're a team leader, you can't obviously man well, if you're a team leader, you can mandate that they all have it on their devices. But that's what I would do. I would have everyone basically constantly communicating. What's we yes, office meetings, yes, sales meetings, yes, some kind of, you know, morning motivational thing. That's all good stuff. But the where that falls down is people will put on a certain, you know, they'll give you a cat and monkey show at the meeting. They'll say some profound things and they go back to being, you know, not necessarily their, not what you expect the rest of the day. But that chat is going to build accountability. And I'll tell you guys something else too, just kind of giving you extra information here. Um, depend, accountability 
and building closed loops is what I like to call them, basically where you know what's happening. Say, for example, if you have a buyer's agent, there's a lot of interesting systems out there that basically will track the lead, where the lead came from, you know, how many times the lead was contacted, and all the rest of it. But those systems don't get at the heart of what's truly going on with that buyer's agent and what's actually happening with that sale. You need to find out what's going on because what you're going to find is there's a skills gap. They're not necessarily closing the sales or they're complaining about the quality of the leads because they're actually not as skilled as you'd hope they were. The only way you're going to find out about that is by communicating with them. Again, the communication thing, guys, when people have that initially, they're annoyed because they, they feel like you're being too domineering or whatever. But what happens is over time, they begin to realize that you're helping them get better. They're making more money. Their job is becoming easier. Everything's working smoother. How many of you as team leaders, as brokers, as office managers are avoiding that? What if that's the thing that you've been avoiding the most because you don't want the accountability because maybe you're fearful that your skill set isn't good enough and you're worried that one of your you know, agents are going to ask you a question that you don't know the answer for? Right. Interesting, isn't it? So this is going. This is shining light on basically the fact that, yeah, you too, remember, point number two, need to always be learning. You need to keep, always be improving yourself. You need to always be leading from the front. And preferably as a salesperson, as a great salesperson, even better who's focused on listings. But at the very least, you need to be somebody who's 100% dialed in to knowing how to go after actual business um, and, and really helping these guys out with the thorniest of problems that they have. Market's going to be changing. Agents are going to be panicking. Office managers, team leaders aren't going to know what to do. You guys are listening to us on this radio show every day, and especially if you're coaching clients, you know what to do. It's your turn to lead. Julie, you want to get one more point in? One more point is number four, a great broker, manager, or team leader keeps a transparent scoreboard highlighting goals and holding agents accountable. Now, this is kind of a trap, right? Because so many agents claim they want accountability, then they get it, and they kind of, you know, not sure how to process that. So be aware that a great broker, manager, or team leader, that's one of the great traits, that they do hold you accountable through having a transparent scoreboard. They let the leaders shine. They actually stoke the competition, and they don't cringe at accountability or confrontation in order to help team members learn they're okay with accountability and confrontation. They're there to make you grow and achieve greatness. They raise everyone up versus playing to the lowest player's level. So that's kind of a pretty thick point, right? They let the leaders shine. They don't shy from accountability. See, if a team leader shies away or a broker, you know, a manager, office broker, if they themselves don't like that confrontation or accountability, how good of a leader can they be for you? Even if it makes you a little bit uncomfortable with having that transparent accountability, it's a good thing. You will make more money when you have somebody leading you that way. I wrote down the quote from Peter Drucker. He said, leadership is lifting a person's vision to high sights, the raising of a person's performance to a higher standard, the building of a personality beyond its normal limitations. That's what a great broker, manager, or team leader does. But they do it by keeping track, by actually keeping score, by literally highlighting goals and holding agents accountable. Something as simple as writing, you know, I remember in our office, you know, we would all write up our new listings. It was great to have that feeling, I got that next new listing, and we used to really love having like three listings written on that board in a row. That was being held accountable that, hey, this is a listing business, let's all be supportive of each other. So that's what well, great Julie, brokers, here, managers, here. leaders do. Go ahead. Here's the conflict with a lot of the modern sort of progressive business education that's happening right there. Too much emphasis on teams. 
Here's what you guys are, again, another thing, a think about point. I know it's conflicting with a lot of the information you guys are being given. Uh, generally speaking, if you have weak players on your team, in your office, they're going to want to talk about the team's uh, results, not individual results. Okay, stay with me here on this thought. What's going to happen is the really good players, they're not going to stick around. The really good players, the real you know, sales studs and studettes, they're not going to want to basically have their success raveled into a team goal. Generally speaking, again, I'm going to be more direct. Weaker salespeople are the ones that want to talk about the team and the team's results and the team's numbers. Sales superstars, they're going to want to be recognized and held accountable to their own results. That's, again, something that's conflicting with a lot of you. So how can you have sales superstars at the same time have a team? You can set a team goal, but people want to be held accountable. Well, most good people want to be held accountable to individual results, but they really want to be held accountable to it's basically you helping them accomplish their own personal goals. And when they accomplish those big goals, when they have you know a great month where they list 10 homes or whatever it is, whatever their individual goal is, you recognize them. And at the same time, you say, and as a team, this is what we did. Don't make the mistake of basically socializing your practice, your real estate business, because what's going to happen then is the good players won't stick around. If some of you guys with teams have found that your better agents leave you, that is probably the reason why. They're tired of working with a bunch of people that aren't necessarily as good as them and have real no desire to improve other than what they say to you. You know, look at the numbers. You don't, you don't judge a person by what they say. You judge them by the results. You judge them by what they do. So, guys, these are, some, I think, some thoughts for some of you guys to wrestle with. But really, the point of all this is you have an opportunity now. And we're just – these are maybe for some of you, these are little seeds that we're planting to run with this information. Ask yourself what we've said so far, and we're going to do the show again tomorrow, part two. Is any of it in conflict with what you think or what you've been told? And if, if any of it's in conflict, how do you feel about that? Are you okay with it? Are you realizing that, hey, you know what, that's true what Tim and Julie are saying? Are you realizing that maybe the reason that you haven't necessarily had the success of building brokerages or building a team is because you're not holding people accountable enough? Is it because you believe that the Shangri-La in real estate is to have some mythical real estate business that runs by itself, never works, never has, never will? You know, where you make a decent profit out of it. I mean, you can have a real estate team that runs by itself, but you're not going to make real any, any real meaningful profit out of it. Wrestle with these thoughts. Decide what's important to you. And guys, then, you know, confront your beliefs if they're not serving you anymore and change them, upgrade them. It's the perfect time of year to do it. If there's ever anything we can do for you, email me directly, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. And also, guys, remember, if you've not yet requested your free coaching call, I know a lot of you guys are doing it right now, Go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Uh, .com. It's first serve, uh, first come, first serve. So free, uh, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. I'm reading our chats from our customer service person as I was talking to you. I shouldn't have been doing that. And they're saying basically almost all the spots for this week are being taken. So go ahead and schedule now freecoachingcallsforagents.com and grab your free coaching call. Perfect time of year to do it. If you guys need us for anything, Tim at timandjulieharris.com or Julie at timandjulieharris.com. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.